I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the social index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, we've got something different. Three mini episodes released all in the same day. The first segment, we'll talk about cross-channel experiences and designing for those experiences. The second will be organizing for cross-channel experiences and focusing on how the creative department is structured to design across those experiences. And then third, we'll talk about perfecting email experience through design. Today on the show, I've got Molly Crawford, Vice President and Group Creative Director at Digitas based in Atlanta, Georgia. Today on the show, we take on cross-channel design. What is it? as well as the considerations for creative. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Molly Crawford. Molly, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about where you work? Sure. My name is Molly Crawford, and I'm the group creative director at Digitas Atlanta. Great, great. Well, we want to talk a lot about cross-channel design or cross-channel communications. What exactly, how do you define that? And what does it look like when it's done right? Yeah. So, you know, I think as customers these days, you know, we all have really high expectations. We go from 
you know, being on a company's website to getting an email from them to being in their app or seeing them in our social feeds, all the way to, you know, physical touch points like being in the store or getting a receipt, interacting with a kiosk or even, you know, calling into the call center. And cross-channel design is a way to make sure that the customer feels like they have a consistently satisfying experience with the brand at all of those touch points every time they engage with that company. Got it. Got it. So what do you think it looks like when it's done right? You know, I think when it's done right, the experience of interacting with that brand across all these channels, you know, makes the customer like the brand more, makes them feel like the brand gets them, but they may not be really aware that it's because of this great experience they had. And oftentimes it's when it doesn't work or when there's a break in the chain that people notice those inconsistencies. So for a modern brand, doing cross-channel design well is really just what you need to be doing because customers more often notice when it's not there than be able to articulate what they like about it when it is. Got it. And so you know, when you're thinking about the ability to personalize messaging across all these various channels that we now have, what are the additional considerations or things that you should be thinking about in the you know as if you're a creative sure you know i think it's really important to think about the customer and their journey and their mindset you know what they want to see while they're looking through their instagram feed for example is probably really different than what they want to get out of an email confirmation so really thinking about what the customer's looking for and how they want to interact in a brand in a specific channel is pretty important to keep in mind as a creative so now customers are more than willing to share personal data with companies because they expect something in return. You know, they expect a more personalized experience. Creatively and strategically, it's great to put ourselves in a customer's shoes or even think about yourself as a customer and know where that line is between being informed and being invasive or creepy. You know, we really want to use that information that a customer shares with us for good. So having that ability to personalize, you know, on a nearly one-to-one basis gives a channel like email a ton of creative potential and a cool factor that can really often fly under the radar. My team that I work with is, I'm lucky to have that team that kind of geeks out over that potential of what great email can do. And it's those kind of opportunities that we as consumers really love and admire about a brand. But from an industry perspective, it's not necessarily as glamorous, but I do think seeing those opportunities to really connect with people with that information is, you know, is making a difference and starting to change how we think about it. Well, we've been talking a little bit about the various channels, you know, with all the different channels that exist today, how do you balance consistency, but catering to that specific channel's needs? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things that should be immovable. You know, I think your brand voice and who you are really should just be who you are. That should probably stay consistent. Photography can be something to reinforce a brand across channels, as can, you know, colors and graphic cues. A content strategy is also really key. Uh, Looking at the messages that you're putting across each channel is really important. You know, something like an email should be helpful or at least, you know, enticing. Social should feel like stuff you just want to see and want to consume in a really quick hit, you know, unless you, of course, want to dive down that rabbit hole and then you should have an experience there for that customer that does want to engage further. Web content is generally intuitive and immersive, really understanding kind of all the messages in the market at the same time and how they interact with each other and what is important to the customer where they are is really important to giving them a seamless experience and being very consistent with who your brand is and what they stand for and what products you're trying to put in front of them is key. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. So as we think about email and you talked about your, your team is, is uh, excited about what they can do with email. What are some personalization tactics beyond just, you know, knowing the subscriber's name that work best in your mind? Sure. So some things that we're finding to be really successful is location data. It's, you know, been very effective in getting people to increase their engagement rates. You know, even just acknowledging where they are or the city they live in um, increases interaction. Context around recent purchases is also very compelling. You know, knowing people have recently made a purchase with your brand or have engaged in a search is something that will then drive them to kind of engage further. You know, you're already kind of top of mind there. And then retargeting around past searches across email and social, we're seeing that to be very effective with different degrees of information in each channel. You put more personal information in the one-to-one channel and email and maybe a little less so in social, but seeing those messages in multiple places at the same time is definitely driving engagement. Gotcha. Anything just kind of in follow-up or is there anything, kind of watch-outs you would advise folks to just be cognizant of as they're trying to personalize email? I think using people's information wisely, keeping private information in private channels like email is something that is really important. You know, have the ability to reach people in social and in display and in larger channels, but not crossing that line to where you're displaying too much information that may not be the right Thing to say in a public setting. So just keeping that in mind of using it to enhance experience, but you don't have to kind of show all your hands or show your hand of what you know in every case. Got it. Got it. Good. Well, uh, switching gears, I, I love to get to know the person behind the microphone, so to speak. And I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. And in that vein, got a kind of quick question, I guess. If you were to give yourself, your younger self advice, what would you give them? Oh boy, I'd say opening yourself up to opportunities is really important uh, starting out and not be so worried about the journey that you're supposed to take. Uh, I know I went to, you know, ad school and, you know, there was very much this kind of upper echelon of agencies and things that meant, you know, you made it. But I think now there's a lot of different paths people can take and use their talents to create great experiences for folks. So I think just being more willing to play to your strengths and your skills, be willing to experiment, you know, even if that means failing at times is just great to kind of push the boundaries and learn where you want to be and where you want to take your career. And I guess last, I would say maybe don't ride a mechanical bull on your first business trip away. (laughs) Probably wouldn't do that again, but it didn't, didn't seem to do too much damage. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow wow there's a story there i don't know if you want to share the story for sure. it's really more innocent than it seems but it definitely was uh something in retrospect i was like that was probably not the best idea <laughs> i love it i love it you know what's your best source of information your go-to source of information there's so much out there today 
Absolutely. And, you know, something I really rely on is our experience design team here at Digitas. We have a Slack channel and it is so full of great links and stories and studies and work that people just post. There's, we just have a huge mix of folks on our team, you know, really future thinking nerds and innovation tech geeks, you know, design perfectionists, advertising purists, you name it. We just have a great conversation going with everybody kind of posting things that strike them on a daily basis. So I kind of mind that and just really get a sense of what different people from all kind of sides of our world are, are looking at. Wow, that's a good resource. Last thing, just have a little fun. One thing you love and one thing you hate or despise if you don't like hate. I love rearranging furniture. I think that's kind of part <laughs> of my never settle on something. You know, always see if you can kind of make something better. One thing I hate, I don't really like ambivalence. You know, I like people to have an opinion and a point of view. And I also really don't like hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. and You can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. 